through the night. Keep the motor tight, pillin' out, taking flights. Life on the edge is the way that Yogi likes. No fun if I can't do a hundred through the light. Probably be the only way that I can live and feel alive. I really like that song, man. I do. I like Me that too. I have to have Mike. Uh, I want the full version of that song. I have. Well, I got it. I have to have what Mike. Send it to me then. I have All you gotta Mike. do is look him up on uh, YouTube, Jenna. Oh, I gotta look that dude up because OG, OG Yogi uh, Bike Night. But you I'm have to type in Bike Night, otherwise you won't find it. All right, I gotta look him up. He I want him to make uh, an insane throttle intro like that, man. We got right. Danny in here, man. What's up, Danny? What's well, good, everybody? Good morning. So we're gonna get the one hundred report from Danny uh, this morning. <laughs> That's oh, I see. So this is a setup. Okay, I got it. I this got it. Fucking, fucking uh, Hollywood gaslighting, like always. <laughs> he should do a one hundred. You know his segment, one the one hundred report. Yeah, it should totally be. You know what? I I am. You know, I was asked about doing a follow up video to yours, and I am going to do that. But it's going to be a follow up to a lot of things. I think. Um, it's going to be a follow-up towards uh, Marco's video that I saw this morning. I'm not, I think he put it out last night, I believe, I where he was kind it. of addressing the haters and shit. Um, that's one thing. You got. What's that? That's one thing you got on TikTok. Oh, I got a lot of haters. They hate <laughs> my motherfucking ass. <laughs> but, you know I me, mean? I stay not giving a fuck. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a follow-up video. You know, I, I've made it very clear how I feel about Marco publicly because of something he said and in a, in a video that just rubbed me wrong for life. But um, that doesn't mean he deserves to be dragged through the fucking mud like you have, you know, um, by all the haters, you know. Mm. It gets annoying after a while. You know, everybody, you know, I'm been abundantly clear that i i've never really cared for biker news and i've never really made it publicly clear uh, because you're my boy you're my you know you're my friend and and um so i've never really talked much about it you know just because i didn't want it to look like i was taking shots at you you know but um still you know that that doesn't mean that um you know, people need to be just constantly fucking talking shit and making threats and all that, you know. Well, what did you think about the new information that came out? And let's talk about protocol channels, man, because I think after I seen that video, I was fuming pissed. Because I yeah. heard in that video the same shit that some of these creators say. Now, let me ask you this, because, yeah. you know, we're from the same area. If the West Side gave us a blessing, are we going to go to New Jersey? Well, we'll are go we... anywhere we fucking want, but we're not going to um, hang out with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, um, you know, that's the reason why, you know, some people have called my channel a protocol channel. And I, and I guess in some ways it is, but I've never really... You know, you, you know how you, you guys know how I do my shit. Like, it's to get your foot in the door in the MC world. After that, it's on you. You know, I'm not going to explain the inner workings of clubs and how we maneuver and 
you know, meetings and stuff. Like, I'm not going to discuss that because to me, that's that should be done privately and that's among your club. And if you're not in a club, you shouldn't need to know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like you said in your video and like we all know as well, um, it's different everywhere you're at. So I can't, I can't give you a clear shot at a protocol move unless you're asking me from here in the Midwest. I can tell you how it's got to be done here, but I can't tell you what's going to be done in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Texas, you know, West Coast or East Coast. I can't tell you that because I don't know. They do things differently there. You know, um, you know, me and Sosa both said it like, I believe we said it privately when we're talking, but it's, it's, it's true. There's things that go on in New York that would never fly here by us and vice versa. There's Mm. things that we do here that would never fly there. So you can't give an honest protocol and, and Mm. that's the biggest problem. You know, you got guys that want to do protocol videos, but they're only giving you protocol to what they know. And that's fine, but make it abundantly clear. It might be different in your area. So talk to your people. And honestly, my biggest thing is if you're in an MC, if you're in a club, why the fuck are you even asking one of us on YouTube how protocol goes? You should be asking your brothers, your club. That's who's supposed to be teaching you this shit. That's who you're supposed to talk to. You don't talk to outsiders about inside shit right exactly exactly now what do you think about the situation that laid out there where everybody was just freaking dogpiling the banditos right yeah you know they, they've been in the news a lot unfortunately you know they got a lot going on and you know everybody feels some type of way about it um i know i had a little encounter with one um, my TikTok video, which was never directed towards them or anybody uh, individually. It was a general statement. Somebody had asked me how I felt about all these shootings and killings that have been going on. And, uh, you know, I gave my input, you know, as yeah, you I, saw, but that I like wasn't. That. What's that? I like that video, but good. I appreciate it. But, you know, that wasn't towards. um these guys or those guys or you know that was just a blanket statement on how i feel about everyone um but yeah you know it's it's like anything man when something goes down everybody's gonna jump to conclusions everybody automatically you know wants to say oh you know those guys are the bigger club so they were probably being bullies but case in point remember the other night when you guys had a call-in and the mm. caller sat there and said the dumbest shit we've all ever heard is, well, I'm in a 1% club, and we don't ask nobody for permission for shit. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then you're in a fucking goofy-ass 1% club because you should already know, A, you're not asking permission, and B, when you come into somebody else's fucking hood, you are going to have a sit-down with them, whether you want to or not, and you're going to discuss how this is going to all play out. You just showing up just because you're a, you have a diamond on your chest does not mean you get to just show up anywhere you want and say, we're here. That's a good way of saying, 
we want war. You mm. know what I mean? So well, the answer to this, Danny Nelson, uh, kind of out a year and a half to read it. Protocol, protocol, protocol. What about protocol of not slinging lead in public, risking the lives of people who have nothing to do with it? That's it never been a part of protocol. That's that's a part of people's opinion. That and I can tell you, it was you know. I'm I agree gonna... with you, though. By the way, I mean that shit shouldn't be going on, but you know, I mean nowadays we have a different breed, man. People aren't big on fist fighting because everybody's afraid of an ass whooping. Actually, you know? even coming from his mouth, it started off as a fist fight, mm -hmm. and. When the guns were pulled. Yeah. Yeah. When people start to lose, they pull the guns out and, and, you know, bad things happen, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and it is a shame because this shit goes on in public and, you know, maybe that's the only input I could put in that situation is maybe for now on, when you really have a problem with somebody, don't, don't address that shit publicly, mm -hmm. you know? So oh, one of your guys over there to go, hey, we need you guys to come down to the house tonight because we need to sit down and talk about something. And and, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's how it used to be, and that's how it kind of still is with most guys. But sometimes you get guys that want to address the shit publicly to make a statement. And, you know, I'm not saying that's what it was, but that's, that's what it looks like to me. And, um, well, the, you know, there was a statement made. Well, you know, a lot of people ran out there and said that, uh, well, the dominance just bullying and pushing people around and they didn't know the story. And it finally, it, all this came out of his own mouth through the interview with us and the one I just dug up. Right. He already went and got the blessing for the banditos. So how do you think he, they're going to feel when you're paling around with the other side? Yeah, dude was trying to play all the sides because he didn't want to get beat up. And that's because he didn't know what the hell he was doing, plain and simple. You know, everybody, I, I told this to one of my friends recently, one of my really good brothers, who doesn't have anything to do with club shit, but he's the type of person who wants to be friends with everybody. And I told him, I'm like, sooner or later in your life, you're going to have to make a stand and pick a side. That's just how life rolls. You can't be friends with everybody. It, it doesn't work that way. Life does not work that way, you know, and that's what he tried to do. He tried to play both sides. He got caught up and now we know the rest. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And people didn't wait for the second side of the story to hit. Well, they never do. You know, they, they never do because, you know, and you're not going to like this one, but the news channels jump to it right away. Breaking news, breaking news. And they don't really look into shit or, or see, let it play out a little bit. They're just too busy trying to put that story out, you know. And then next thing you know, you guys got to end up sitting out there and be like, well, we apologize. It wasn't like that. It wasn't about a picture, you know. And it's like, well, actually, with me, it was a different story. Right. <laughs> we cut, you know, I waited, I covered it live. Right. And the whole time I was saying, we don't know, we don't know. Right. And if more information come out. I would adjust to that. And you know, that's just like, if some bombing happened, you know, we don't know for sure with CNN or MSNBC, 
But one thing that I really did appreciate was the family actually called in because yeah, they that was cool. And but you got to do biker news right. You can't fuck around with biker news, and yeah. you know. Yeah, I uh, kind of got upset with Marco and this other guy because they were taking information by just anybody. You can't do that. You know, my, my biggest thing is with the other guy, the VP, whatever. Um, who are you? You've never been in a club. I love how he said that. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't mean to come off as an asshole, but... You know, the reason why nobody's ever questioned me or questioned you is because people on the street actually know who we are. And that, and that shit, people, you know, everybody makes phone calls on each other and everybody oh, yeah. finds out, okay, cool. He's a real motherfucker. He's, he's from there, from here, whatever. Who the fuck is this kid? Well, your dad was in a 1% club. So put your dad in a video then, mm. you know, who are you to talk about this shit? You know, right. it's just another, to me, it's another lame trying to break into our niche. And, and that's the shit that I've been kind of really against lately and why I've been kind of trying my best to push myself in another direction because, you know, hey, man, the more the merrier. I'm all about content creators, you know, coming on here and doing their thing, man. I'm all about that. I support it 100%. But if you're going to do it, know what you're talking about. Right. You know, and, and I'm not even saying that he doesn't know what he's talking about. There's a lot of stuff that I've agreed with that I've seen him when he was on your show and stuff, but it's just the fact that who are you? I mean, yeah, you know, some things you grew up in it, but unless you put that patch on, you really don't know. Yeah. I was going to say growing up in it and living it is two separate things. It is, you know, I mean, you know, it can be one of the same, but it's not until you're in the mix and you on the street and you're involved and you have that inside Intel and, and you're there. You don't know, man. So that's the only problem I have with that kid, you know, and, and well, I hate to say it, but our, that's just how I feel. Like our son, he's grown up around it, but he's yeah. not going to go out and speak about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one thing I think that bugged the hell out of me most was them spreading that the ambulance was being shot at. And that was straight up bullshit from get go. Yeah would have been everywhere and a lot of stuff that he was saying was dead fucking wrong right and i think what because people are pissed off because i was cutting them off but if you come on my show as a guest and you start saying i'm behind you i'm behind you to shady it's like wait a second here you don't know what the fuck's going on yeah you wrong on everything and you know what if you would have had somebody else different on there that fucking lame would have said the same thing i'm behind you brother i'm behind you you know right <laughs> some people do this shit for views they don't do it for the love out of their heart yeah yeah of course we want a million views on all of our videos of course we do but that's not the true reason why we're doing them well that's you know? one thing told them in a green room and you know what the green room is yeah i was like this show has to be fucking serious because people are watching. And what happened the day after next thing, you know, the show's in the newspapers, yep. it's gotta be professional. If you're doing biker news, it's yep. gotta be professional. 
And you got to do your fucking homework. You can't go by, well, somebody called me. Well, who? people can call you all day long. That doesn't mean they know what you're talking about. I just think he needs to go back to, the, you know, his original content and stay away from, uh, you know, the biker shit. Just because you have a bunch of out bad hell's angels on there don't mean you know what you're talking about. You know, I, you know them- I don't even know what his channel is about. I've never looked at it. I don't care to. I, uh, I, I, didn't we have him on a long time ago? No, I never did. That was the first time I had him on. I thought we had him on a round table or some shit, but, uh, and Marco brought him on. Not me. The last few guys Marco brought on. (laughs) Yeah. So we, you know, one thing, one thing I'm going to put in my video uh, and I'll let everybody know a little inside tip of what's going to be in my next video here is, I have to point out the fact that, you know, Marco came on a show and he's like, you know, you know, uh, other creators are hating on biker news because they're jealous of my success and motherfucker Hollywood made you shut up. Who were you two months ago? <laughs> who the fuck were you, Marco? I know who you were and you were a fucking nobody. So come on, man. I mean, all you got to do is go on his thing. He was, he's got videos up there that were 11 views. 200 views that's two months ago bro you know and then when he hooked up with you now he's got a bunch of people and he doesn't understand the process of what he's involved in and that kind of pissed me off and i'm sure i know he didn't mean nothing by it but it pissed me off because i'm like come on dude you you starting that you know now you're a big shot now like i got stuff to say about biker news and i'm bigger than you who what am i jealous of you know it's like come on man like well, the one thing, the one thing about biker news is I want it professional. Yeah. I want it to where, you know, because I have reporters that call me and stuff like that. I want it to be legitimate. I don't want yeah. it to be made fun of. And when well, somebody- it has to be legitimate, man. I mean, it's you know, a wrong report can get somebody killed. Like that ambulance bullshit could have had fucking t- domestic terrorists labeled yeah. on it. It could get people locked up. It can get somebody killed. It can get somebody hurt. It can cause a whole war between two clubs. Right. And and people, you know, we've said it before, and I'll say it again. People don't realize how important we are, you know, as far as in the biker niche. You know, one little slip up of the wrong thing, man. It can cause a lot of drama. Right. Exactly. Especially <laughs> with the biker nose. Well, that's why I want it to be professional. I want it to be serious. I want it to be where we're not CNN or MSNBC. And I was, you know, telling right. these guys that do it. I pulled Black Dragon. I was like, stop with the fucking opinions, man. I was like, just tell it as it is because you're giving us a black eye. You know what? For me personally, and I love Black Dragon as a person, all right? As a creator, that's another story. But for me, where Black Dragon really actually upset me just recently is this clickbait bullshit. Mm. You know, you, you say you're for the club world and and all of that, but then in your heading... You've got biker gang shootout in New Mexico. Like, come on, man. You know, I, I get it. You're doing this shit for views, man. But to me, you starting off disrespectful. 
while it I don't like that, man. It's it's you know what the views come, the more people can trust you, and that's yeah. not that's not the way to go. And you know, I know that's not how he feels. You know, I, I know he doesn't think you know clubs or gangs or, or stuff, but just the fact of putting that up there to me, that's just clickbait shit. And as any creator, we're always against clickbait, right? You know, so it's like. Uh, to me, that that kind of bugged me, man. I, I I lost respect. I'm like, I almost want to unsubscribe, but I love him too much to do it. Well, when another thing uh, that upset me about this story is nobody challenged it, is when he said, "Well, we're only a a club of seven. Well, before you took down your P Facebook page, you had thirty people in there in your colors. So right. now they put out the propaganda that hey we're just a really small club you had over 30 fucking people in your club mm -hmm. you're gonna raise the dominance eyes because that's more than most chapters of dominance have yep. so you flip the side they got a problem here exactly exactly you know and and they did the cardinal rule you know they broke our cardinal rule they you know they they got their blessing from one and then thought they were going to be cool with the other. Well, if you if you want to be cool with the other, then you should have went to them for their blessing, but you didn't. So you got to just stand up and be on that side. You pick that side. You're there now. Mm -hmm. Whether you like it or not, you pick that side, you know, or maybe you want to turn around and pick the other side. Now then go ahead and do that, but stand by that. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. don't try to hold hands with everybody. Exactly, and that's what's been coming out in this is these playing both sides. Not only for me, but you know, there's been the trickles that are coming out of the big boys club that that's what was happening. Yeah, you're yeah. here, Mike. We got a minute. Yeah, what's going on? What's, what's going up, on, Mike? How you feeling, brother? I'm I'm feeling all right. I actually didn't feel so well this morning. That's why it took me a minute to even hop on. I I wanted to make sure I was all right, but yeah. um. Yeah, no. Um, this is something that that people get misconstrued all the time. They're like, "Oh yeah, you know, just because I got blessed by one person, by one club, by this chapter, that like as if that you can just go anywhere and you you're no go. longer in, you're no longer independent once you get blessed, you right? Now you've picked a side. Let's just be honest." You, you 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 picked a side and these states have multiple dominance okay and they all have some sort of politics with each other you know what i mean and you pick one side and then you go hang out with the exact opposite or the enemy or in their eyes blah 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 man what do you what do you think is going to happen come on man let's let's be a little smarter than this like, what do you think about uh, the information that came, and everything came from his own mouth? It didn't come from me. No, you know, it, it didn't come and, from you. I know you, it didn't come from you. You you actually waited until things came out. You know what I mean? Which was proper. That's what I do. You know, that's what I would have done is just sit back and wait until you get the right info. You know, the 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 mis misinformation could have totally gotten people into bigger predicaments than um not just an online hateful comment okay 
You know what I mean? This this could lead out to onto the streets, blood onto the streets, that all because of one thing that you said. You what know do what you I mean? think about what Danny said? Because I know Danny and so mm-hmm. do protocol different. That's because they were around. Yes, but but, they, but they're doing it. They, they, they've always done it a certain way where it's been universal stuff. Like the the, 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 the proper, like for instance, you know, when someone doesn't know the culture, it's all about the senses, for instance, like taking off your gloves when you shake someone's hand. Look, mm-hmm. so, you know, take off your glasses when you meet somebody. These are these are things. These are general things. Basic knowledge of the MC world. Yeah, these are not these are not protocols. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm. These are more generalized, like how to move, how to maneuver. Not um, let. Well, name's already been said. Black Dragon. You know, putting out his you know protocol where it's like that's how it's supposed to go. You know, books made on it. Five different ranking positions of how that goes exactly you know i mean well let me put it this way to everybody in the audience so you know kind of what we're talking about and me and danny has brought this up before it irritates the piss out of us and if you came to chicago and you said you were a 99 percenter you would get stomped (laughs) I have some. I have some personal brothers of mine that would be that would love to meet somebody that would say that. But see, this is a prime example of what we were just talking about. That's why I bring it up. Yep, and that was a made-up term online. That was not a term. It's you know. Here's the thing. I I can't sit here and say. It was BD that made it up. I mean, on the internet, that's the, that's the only time I ever saw it. Right, that's what um, I'm saying. It was online. You know, I can't sit here and say that that they don't say that in other areas because I haven't been everywhere. No, they definitely do now. They but, definitely do now around here. At, but they don't in Chicago, and they never fucking will. I promise they do, you. That. They do over here, and that's yeah, yeah. It's kind of a trip. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, for me. A lot of a lot of ninety nine percenters are going to get upset with me, and I can care less. Um, to me, it's it's most of these guys would have liked to have been one percenters at one time, mm. but it wasn't for them. And there's, I'm not saying you know they're soft or anything, but it wasn't for them. They don't have that mentality. They're not about that life. So now they want to add this 99% of shit to make them kind of sound special. That's just the way I see it, you know? Let me uh, give you the background on 99 so you'll know why they would get so upset here in Chicago. Nobody knows the story. It started out in 60s, and D.C. Danny, in order to prevent a war with the AOA, took on the 99% no fucking good. So it actually prevented a war here in Chicago for saying 99% no fucking good. And that's the history. It goes back to the 60s. And for somebody to take that on, it disrespects DC Danny here in Chicago. Right. And and it's it it made an And and here's the thing, you know, the, the 
the DC Eagles, they are a 1% club. You're but like right. you said, that prevented a war because they didn't want it at the time. You know, they still don't. They just wanted to do their own thing. They didn't want to be involved in the crazy shit that was going on at that time. And that's why they, they did, you know, 99 no fucking good. And Steve, it's not hating on BD. It's not hating on a, a, whoever gets down with what they have to do to get right. money. But it has real world consequences here. Exactly. Exactly. You can't just say something as fact, like we were saying about the other character that was on you the know, show. It's, it's not even all about BD either, man. I mean, there's all kinds it, of creators it, out no, here that are doing saying, the same like, shit. But that's what I was just saying. What you about know, the guy I that guess was on the interview? Unfortunately, we're going to use BD sometimes because... You know, he's the main guy, you well, know, the protocol and we know, him, you know, and we uh, will have him on if you need us to just because uh, we tell him straight up, even on the phone. What's up? <laughs> it's not like we're backstabbing him. He knows yeah, this. <laughs> now, Hollywood, I, I've walked in the studio a few times and he's been on the phone with BD and he calls him out on it all the time. And mm -hmm. they're both. They both sit there and laugh. So and Danny like, does the same thing. That's what you guys don't so understand. So do I. I have gone back and forth. I've been on the phone for like, I think, three or four hours at a time with dude. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because dude loves talk. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, trust me. Me, me, me and Evan have been in full-blown fistfights over the phone, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets rough. But it is. It's not getting down on somebody how they're making money. What it is huh. is you can get people hurt if you don't know what you're talking about. And when you have a dude out there talking about clubs that's never been in a club, never ride a bike, talking about this kind of serious shit, people can get hurt. Yep. Yep. And yep. unfortunately, some can get killed. And you know what? I want to pull something up since that guy right away thinks we're hating on on his uh on his hero <laughs> um <laughs> you some of you viewers are fucking assholes too and cause shit because you think you think <laughs> this clown you think this guy isn't gonna go email bd as we're fucking sitting here hey they're talking about <laughs> you yeah, BD. i'm your best it. pal me and you are friends spike you know like <laughs> Yep, they you know, and then and BD's gonna watch. BD's probably not even gonna see this, but the BD's <laughs> gonna call Hollywood, then he's gonna call me, and we gotta sit there and explain this shit all because of one fuck boy. You know, oh, it seems like you guys are hating on BD, and if we are, so fucking what? <laughs> they right. hate on. His face, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you know, we ain't saying nothing we ain't said to his face, and trust me, anything he's got to say, it's not going to be nothing he ain't said to our ass. He's just using generalizations, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we get all the time from people that email the other creators. And next thing, oh, you know, dude, I get them all the time, man. I think I think Sos was talking about you, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think BD was kind of sneak dissing you. Well, honestly, the if he was sneak dissing me, then he wasn't fucking man enough to really diss me. So I don't care. Honestly, <laughs> the the comments, the people that that do that, that will send screen recordings of people saying this and that, or like will go into 
you know, other people's chat and let them know that this creator's talking. Honestly, that is just someone just stirring the pot. That's yeah. not someone well, that actually they want to see the drama. Yeah, they're, they're not they're not there to, to be your friend because and no. honestly, when people talk shit about my friends online, I actually keep it on the hush. Meaning, like, I don't even fucking met, I don't talk to anybody about it. I don't talk mm-hmm. to my friend about it because if I give it light, then it then it goes up. Why would I yeah. do that? So I once I see it, I ignore it. Go ahead, China. Well, there's a few instances. Okay, like I I I leave the show and go and do make him food and do my own thing. But then at make the same time, sandwich. I'll hear Barefoot him. Pregnant where you belong. <laughs> barefoot maybe pregnant never happened again unless D'Lo comes over then she puts shoes on right away I do I hear D'Lo <laughs> and I'm wearing my biggest boots in the she, house she so. thinks I'm going to look at her feet and shit and judge her <laughs> <laughs> but there's been many times because he'll listen to, he'll sit here and do his work and who will listen to BD's show how many times have I walked in bringing him his food and he's on the phone with BD going, dude, why'd you say that? You shouldn't have said it that way. Right. And well, he will yeah. call him after his shows and talk to him. And then you know, one thing that everybody don't know is when you're doing that shit, I've been friends with Danny too long to even give a shit. I go, right. right to, we have no secrets. You dumb fucks. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and if you, and like, if we go back to Monday night's show where you had the breaking news and the comments that were in there, how the hell do you think it was that shady called in? Cause everybody was talking about him in the damn comments. Right. <laughs> well. Then dude goes back. Well, I got the break. You didn't get shit, you dumb fuck. No, that's, I, I couldn't believe when I re I, I went and saw that stupid thing. I, I'm like sitting here going, hold on, dude. I, you know what? I, I had no idea. Dude. This is your show, dude. This is meaning Hollywood show. You're here as a guest. You're not even a co-host. Who the hell are you? Okay. Well, another thing, because when Danny- as a guest. When Danny does his thing about banging on biker news, I don't take it personally. You're supposed to critique everything that they yeah. want. Right. I, uh, steel there's been, or, there's I, been I many times. Steel, you know what I mean? Many, 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 many times. And I and I know this. I know this. Danny does not agree with Hollywood. Hollywood does not agree with Danny. Mm-hmm. Do they? And let me tell you, after things are said, they converse all the time. It's, yeah. it's okay to it's okay to disagree, guys. Yeah. Okay, Everybody, so, like, everybody's okay. gonna disagree. Yeah. At one point, but yeah, they I mean, you know, if, the thing is, if if we're all agreeing about everything, then what? That means then, we're both wrong. <laughs> and, then we're, and then we're just gonna be boring, anyways. So. Yeah, you, know, you got the beat can podcast crew here, and we right don't agree here, on right now. Yep. But well, that's what that's what make that's what makes us grow, and especially yeah. biker news. That's what I want. Is okay. These guys over here are saying this was fucked up. This is wrong. How do I adjust to make it more professional? And the, the criticism actually helps me. It don't hurt me. Right. It's either you win or you learn. And you know what? You know, if you got, you know, let, let's be honest, you know, people that watch Hollywood watch me, they watch BD, they watch Souls, yep. you know, a, a lot of us watch Professional Monkey, you know, we all watch each other, right? Now, if we're all talking about the same thing and we're saying it exactly the same way, 
and we all agree 100% the same thing, why would you want to watch any of us? Like, right. pick your person and watch them. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all offer our own shit to add to it. You know what I mean? Well, let me ans ask, you know, answer this for you, Beezer. And I'm going to be straight out fucking blunt about this. Before 1994, it wasn't cool to be a biker. It was a very close-knit circle of people that rode. Well, and once it got into the rubs type of section to where it is now, people make the assumption that, well, we're the majority, you know, we're this, it should go this way. Well, back in, before 94, if you pulled shit like this, you'd get some problems. You'd get some shit. Yep. Um, <laughs> Steve Easy cracks me up. I just watched the show for China Doll. Um, <laughs> well, let, let me give you a prime example. That's a lie. Uh, he's just kissing Blake. Uh, how, you know how hard it is with Beat Cam Podcast because I'm on here with these three. And do you know how many times I don't agree with anything any of them say? <laughs> hey, and you take and it like a champ. I got to admit. And there's going to be instances, and there there has been, and it's been shown on the show where none of them agree with me. And it's like, yeah, I'm the only female, which I don't mind. I, I, I don't care. You hold your I, own. I have fun on she the does. show three. <laughs> China, China does hold her own, man. And that's what makes... Bcam podcast so special. Yes, China doesn't realize how important, important she is on yes. our show. Seriously, yeah. very important. And, because and here, I do appreciate you guys covering for me last week. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it what was we actually, do, man. It's it's, it's my honor, and I'm sure Danny's as well. You but know, yep. it was it was fun to do so. You know what I mean. I mean, I have a blast. We never. You'll see us argue during half our show. On <laughs> and, and, and then not only that, but behind the scenes, it happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But that's that's and it's, okay, it's never guys. done distasteful or disrespectful. Nope. You know, and there's nothing ever personal. You know, that's the way it's oh. supposed to be, man. And and then even after we go in the green room, we'll bullshit. We'll message each other through our our little Instagram thing, and we'll yep. rip on each other in there. And it's it's like it's nonstop. We want to get information out there for people. Yeah, we touch harder subjects on BCAN. People saying that we're a little sensitive on BCAN. Well, that's because we want things out there that you don't talk about on Biker News or you don't talk about, which we probably cover a lot of it on Madhouse. You do, but, actually, yeah. and, and, I, but, and it's, it's awesome that you guys do. But what I like is the fact that with BCAN Podcast, it's, we get three different gen not, not really generations but three different voices from the guys because you got hollywood with you know like 30 years in you got you know danny delo which is close to getting up there in the years then you got little baby mikey yep who little had, baby mikey but he's the youngest he's 28 but at the same time he's got so much damn knowledge that he can fit in with you too well, no, yeah. I appreciate that. But I can also think outside of like my own self, like objectively speaking on my own generation too, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I understand them, you know, and what you I mean? guys and can I understand probably the tell that 
with the decan and motorcycle madhouse uh i'm more comfortable there than when i do the first segment because yeah. even i get irritated with some right. of the shit yeah no for you it's got to be monotonous sorry not to i mean and don't and don't get it wrong. Yeah, we read a lot of people's comments. Yes, there's some we don't read, but you got to keep in mind that if it if there's a lot of people in during Madhouse show, during Hollywood's Biker News, during Beat Can, Just during can't keep up. you can't keep up. Monday night was impossible to keep up with comments. No. It was impossible. There's a lot of people in that show, man. Sometimes during Beat Can, it's impossible to keep up. So, no, we're not going to be able to read every comment. But do we yeah. feed up the comments? Of course. We're going to read it. We're going to feed it. We're going to use it. And we'll, well, we, may, we may disagree. And, you know, well, there's, there's a lot of comments, too, that they're just whatever comments. You know, they're not, it's not really adding anything, you know. Well, that's just like Monday night. Just general there were, comments. You know. There were a lot of comments that people basically just wanted shout outs on the show. Sorry. Yeah. You're yeah. Your shit. yeah. You if you want a shout out, then donate to the show and it'll pop up on the screen. How about I that? think we should have Lisa on BCAM podcast. Oh, yeah, we should. We should. That was hilarious. <laughs> just saying. And I want to know who that was that called in asking if they wanted to buy toilet paper. That was great. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard at that. Like, I know you guys are pissed. I, dude, I was dying. No, a I'm lot like, of people dude, were that was dying. fucking funny. So swinging it back around, uh, I think Danny is right about biker news. There has to be a lot more professionalism, a lot more less fucking opinions and sitting in, you know, with the facts. Yeah. And Aaron is from Nova Scotia. That's <laughs> dope, man. That's awesome, man. So, uh, watch a, your time, Mikey, a quick go around that way we can have, since we got all B can here, we still got to do pre-production. Yeah. While Mikey takes well, his kids. Well, I gotta, I gotta take my little one to school. That's all right. You'll be ten minutes. We can wait for you. All right, all right. It's so clear. you got a video coming out on all this, Danny? Yeah, I'm gonna do one. Um, I'm actually. So, I like before I jumped on, I was on my way home to get my bike done. Um, hopefully in a few hours, my bike will finally be back on the road. Um, but after that, sometime tonight. I have to edit and make a video that I'm doing about, um, you guys know, Bargain Barn. Right. And uh, Edgerton. Yep. Um, yep. I was there the other day because I had to pick up a trans cover because I fucked mine up the other night. And um, I left and I got a couple, couple blocks down the road and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, you know, I've been going here for years. I'm like, why don't I do a video about this place? Because it is a really cool place. You know, oh, it is. It's and cool. um, I actually got to have sit down and have an interview with Ryan, the owner. Oh, okay. and um, that was really cool. He, he uh, talked about how the place started, how long he's had it, what it's about, stuff like that. So I'm going to be editing that video, and I'm hoping to premiere that um, by the end of the week or at least this weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing a video sometime this week about uh, about Markle's show, about yours, about. Um, just everything in general. 
Go ahead, read that one. Then we got Steve Easy says, I just find it funny that a lot of people cry about bike news and then only turn around for turn in for the bad news and not the thousand good shows you guys all do. That's because if it bleeds, it leads. But that's that's, the, that's something that I said yesterday. If you weren't here for it, Steve, is Hollywood puts out more good content, meaning actual good, funny, and or good stuff out there, way more than the the fifteen minute segment in the morning. Then he's on for an hour. Then then it goes into members only. Then he extends another hour, two hours worth of content every day. That's good content. You know what I mean? And then people got to complain about 15 minutes. Hollywood lives in his studio, man. Yeah, exactly. People don't understand how much China just brings him this food and slides it over like under the door for him. Yeah, and, like, then, and then the poop bucket, it's just a bucket. He's like that weird uncle that just stays in the room. He he stays in here anywhere between 14 to 16 hours a day. I know that for a fact. I'm calling <laughs> him up at like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and he's like, hold up, man, I'm doing a video. Let me call you back. Yeah, like, right. What the fuck? What the, damn. <laughs> he's always in here. Well, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed members only. I got to change the title on that one. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe. put uh, you know the biker gang you raped and pillaged a town or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, clickbait. Members only though. So I got to go into pre-production with these guys and give you a good show on uh, Sunday night. Sunday, that's at seven on all of our channels. Uh, we're trying to get everybody over to beat can YouTube. If you can go over there, I knew, uh, Mike's handling all the podcast stuff. So we need some followers over there. Rock on. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. everybody. Peace.
What's up, everybody? 1,000. This is the 1,000 episode of Motorcycle Madhouse, baby. Damn. I'd like to go back to 1,000 episodes, see how uh, young you looked. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. 1,000. Ain't that amazing? 1,000 episodes. That is freaking beautiful, man. I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, today we're going to be talking about mandatory national service, the top three pros and cons. But I wanted to get a little uh, insight of uh, some of the people in, since we're live now, about some of the stuff we just heard. There is always two sides of a story here. Three, technically. Well, three, three. <laughs> And this is one thing I've always been yelling about with protocol channels. Don't tell anybody what's up because it's different everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that you never do that is like the ABCs, it's like the basics, is if you get a blessing from one fucking club, you don't go to somebody they don't get along with and sit down and talk with them. This goes way beyond that photo. This goes to having an established relationship with another club that don't get along with the one that blessed you. Real easy stuff here. Can't play both sides of the fence. And that's what it was basically coming down to was playing both sides. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to say who shot first or anything like that, but it wasn't the dominant. That's what I can say. And see, this is the problem with people that have no fucking clue what it is to be an MC or even ride a fucking bike. You know, Marco's been uh, out there and stuff. Me, I've been quiet on the stuff because I've been digging, digging, digging. And looking into stuff like this. You have to be able to look for the truth. And, you know, coming across that podcast thing where he said straight up, yeah, I go and try, you know, pay my respect. You're not supposed to be paying your fucking respect. And that's where people who don't understand MCs get lost. 
Oh, he was doing the right thing by going over there and paying respect. Dude got his fucking blessing from one dominant. You don't go and fuck around with somebody they don't get along with. What is that old saying? Everybody's been throwing around. Fuck around and find out. And on the interview, on the interview, And you know what, Cody, he's, uh, he knows damn well, he's, he's up on there. He knows what's up. I'm not going to tell you anything other than that. I've only ever seen one club be successfully neutral, but these fucking protocol channels that are going around and I, you know what, what he said in that interview, I've heard from the protocol channels. I've heard it. That's just like I was saying, if you get a blessing in Chicago, you're sure the fuck ain't going to New Jersey and uh, sitting down and paying respects. You're not going to New York to pay your respects. So that's basically playing both sides. And, And I'm only assuming here. I'm assuming. This ain't facts. This is assuming. Opinion. Because he brought up the fact that he got the shit knocked out of him. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was the dominant that pulled guns. I don't think it was the dominant that started the shooting. And that's just by digging more into the history. But you see where I'm saying here. If I was blessed in Chicago... And we all know the dominance there. I'm not going to fucking New Jersey. And better yet, I'm not even going to another charter until I talk to the dominant. And they'll call ahead. That's how it's always worked. So when I seen that, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Now we know the story. But nobody wants to wait to get the second part of the story. And usually with news, you got to dig. Because the one club's not going to talk. Nope. So they're, they're, they're put out into the wind and taking all the heat when there's a lot more different story really happening. Danny Delo, let's talk about this. Uh, and I'm sure anybody else can chime in. I can't read that. I need my fucking glasses when I put it on the screen. The problem is people watch creators that have never been a one percenter tell people how to how one percenter stuff goes. You know the type, the ones that say 99 percenter shaking fucking head. And that is a big problem. And I admit that that's a big problem. Because you'll have other people watching you to watch the comment section on the video that say, no, he was doing it right. You know, my cousin's uncle's brother's aunt was in this and that's the way they, that's not how they do it. (laughs) That's what caused the problem. And you know what? You can take it another step. 
with the wedding photo. You got a picture taken by somebody on the opposite side. That's already because you, you said it yourself. You had an established relationship because you went and paid your respects. So it's not a far jump for a dominant to confront you over that. This wasn't about pushing on somebody. This was about confronting a situation because you went to them to get your blessing. You went to them. But here you are on the other side. My question is, is if you already have an established relationship with one side, why would you go to the other side of the fence to get a no, to get a, a blessing? It's not a blessing. They, uh, it's not that you're losing it here. Okay. He went to the other side to pay respects because he was in their turf. But if he would have went to his dominant the way it was supposed to be, he would have got the heads up. No, don't do that. But instead went again by himself and established that relationship. That was from his own. That was from his own mouth. That's why I played the interview. That's from his own mouth, not mine. So people would get some context to what the hell happened out in Red River. That's what this is all about. Cause you got to, you know, you have the one creator running, not even in a fucking club or has a motorcycle getting into this kind of stuff. And most of the shit was wrong. That's why you can't speak on this shit unless you know what the hell, how it revolves, but it is dangerous to have people watch protocol channels because they don't get they wouldn't even have put the example I put out. You're blessed here in Chicago. You better not the fuck be out on the East Coast of New Jersey. You better not. Because when you get home, you're going to get a talking to. But it's going to be funny. All those hardcore protocol people that I see on these protocol channels are going to try to make an excuse because they got to hear his side of the story live instead of the dominance. The answer is the COC stayed at national levels, and yes, I mean both of them. Thing with COC, what everybody gets uh, messed up with COC on, they're not there to dispute club stuff. They're there to fight for rights is what they're there for. They don't get involved in inner club shit. CLC never has. It's all a bit, bit in, uh, I was reading the comment, trying to talk here. Uh, let me read the comment. Doesn't matter who your uncle's brother's aunt was. Keep your mouth shut unless you've been in the club. Well, very well said. Very well said. Because how are you going to cover something that you've never been around? Because why? Because you heard something? Sources ain't fucking emails. Mm -mm. These things can have real world consequences when you get on the air. I mean, because if people would consider emails a source, 
Do you know how many things you'd have to talk about because of all the emails you get? Yeah, yeah. You do so much research and background and everything else when you get an email. Most of them you just push to the side. You read that one? I can't read that one. Uh, Road Rage. Even the one percenter creators people listen to aren't always correct. California is different than here in Michigan, which is different from New York, which is different from Florida. It varies widely. And that's the main reason that you go to your dominant because they blessed you in and they will tell you that. Okay, you're going up to New York. We don't have any chapters there. Fly under the radar. That's what they'll tell you. Because it is different. Oh, you're from Chicago. You're going down to L.A. We don't got no chapters there. We got no relations there. Fly under the radar. But if you go out there and pay your respects to a dominant that you're not blessed by, you're crossing a line and you're taking a picture. I don't care if it was at a wedding with no freaking colors or none of that bullshit. You still, how did you get the picture then? You still knew the guy. Come on. He knew you were in a club. Don't bullshit. That's one thing I can't stand is bullshitters. So that's what everything comes down to here. Now, as far as the violence that broke loose, what happened to knuckle up? What happened about fighting? That's where it started. That's how it started. The uh, yeah, he got his shit knocked out. Yeah. Which any dominant's going to do if you do some shit like that. I mean, if you think about the big picture, it started as a fist fight. And it flew off from there. Exactly. Morvik's right. Well, I only got one serious thing to say about the whole thing. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. When you get into this fucking life, you, you, there, there's no room for that bullshit. Mm -hmm. So hopefully all you uh, people on the internet that is looking for advice, and I, what have I always said? Go up to the fucking club. And introduce yourself. You're not going to learn shit online. Absolutely nothing. Because if you go up to one of these clubs and say, yeah, I seen this on Hollywood's channel or this on it, they're going to knock the fuck out of you. It's just that simple. They're going to knock the shit out of you. Go up to them and talk to them. Learn it the right way. Mike, kind of like being in a club and going to a different state to visit brothers. Always call ahead of uh, people going for safety reason. It's not your areas. Always call first. Cover your ass. Uh, Steve, it sucks that dominance gets so butthurt over this crap. <laughs> Actually, that, unless you get into a club and know the politics or the history between you got to remember something here. And you know what? I hear that all the time. You got to remember something here. These guys lost brothers to the grave 
Now, say your little brother gets shot or killed, God forbid. Are you going to let it go? That's when the other angle people don't see on this. Somebody shoots my little brother. You motherfuckers are going to the grave. And that's the same thing here. There is a long history of people being killed and locked up. It's something they believe in. It's their family, basically. A club is their family. So if your family gets shot, you're not going to sit here and tell me that you want the cops to handle it. Nope. And that's why there is so, how can I say it, rules? Yeah. But I, I did. I really wanted to get that out there uh, because the banditos are getting their ass kicked in the fucking media. And they can't come out like Shady did on our show. That's been picked up by papers. Everything we're being quoted in papers that interview. They're taking my shit off my interview. But the banditos ain't allowed to be able to talk. But to give people context of this situation is very important. Because the ones that are going out there and saying, well, fuck around and find out. Well, this is what happens when you don't do it the right fucking way. So remember that when you go to these protocol channels. And remember that when you go to channels where somebody don't have any fucking experience in this shit. Or don't, don't even ride a fucking motorcycle. Remember that. Don't be sheep. Because if you're a sheep, you sure the hell ain't a biker. Because you ain't thinking for your fucking self. Anyway, anyway. Uh, what do you guys think about that first segment? I know we're going to go to the mandatory national service right here. Uh, yeah, you know what? Crazy. Yeah, they are. And so is every other major club. It's the new thing, but they sure to hell ain't speaking on this. That's where a lot of other clubs, I can't say the same. Uh, well, look at what math says. If I was in this situation, I wouldn't call the cops. I'd call the dominant. These MCs are right about the ACAB thing. There you go. Uh, but let's move on. If you want to talk about it with me in the members only section, you can. Uh, Danny, if you want to come in and talk in the members only, I'll send you a link for that one. But uh, anyway, what do you think, Chinatown? What should there be mandatory national service? Like national, like we're talking military. I'm talking either military or other programs that can help your community out. Um. Would it teach some of these people some respect? I think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, well, there aren't as many people volunteering to join. That's for sure. Well, this is true. As there was probably. Years but if ago. you look at other countries. Other countries make it mandatory when you get out of high school to go to into do at the least two years to do two years in the military. And look how their morality is. Look how their patriotism is. And if you meet a 20-year-old that did that did two years in the military compared to a 20-year-old that 
worked at McDonald's, their demeanor is totally different. And I think they're more successful as a person. Well, people don't realize that when you go into the military, you can also get a college education. It's not all about fighting wars. You can get education through the military. And let's admit it. it you know what? When people talk about the military, they're always afraid a war is going to break out. It's not always the case. But like you said, the military offers the GI Bill. You can go uh -huh. and get yourself an education. Right. There's probably a lot of people that went to the military and they're mechanics now because they learned it while they were in the military. Plus they get housing, mm -hmm. even though they get screwed on healthcare. Yeah. That's the bad part. But at the same time, they do get some stuff that helps them move forward in life for serving their country. I mean, I feel if the military had better, better health care for people when they get out of the military, maybe they'd have more people volunteering. So, I think Mike, I was, uh, <laughs> Cody, he had too many uh, tattoos to serve because these kids are bullied. <laughs> but yes, you gotta love Cody. He fucking cracks me up. Uh, Mike, I was in the Marines and mandatory service would fill out military with a bunch of people who didn't want to be there. Uh, not going to be able to use the GI bill once you get out. Uh, I don't know how that stuff works because I wasn't in, uh, Mike, but, uh, you know, what do you think about that though? Do you think discipline is what these younger kids need and a national service would give it to them? Well, there's definitely discipline missing with these kids, the younger generation nowadays because the parents don't do it because um, everybody's afraid of getting the cops called for whooping your kid's ass. So somebody needs to discipline these kids. And, I mean, you hear parents threaten, because I've heard it before, parents threatening their kids to send their kids to military school and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, maybe well, that you, should show maybe that, you right, should. that right there shows you just how good the military is at giving discipline. Because mm -hmm. you got to admit, you know, you see guys come out of the military. They are disciplined. They are freaking their morality's high. They have very much respect for other people. Respect is huge. Yeah. They have a lot of respect for other people. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, I could tell the difference from somebody in their uh, early 20s to somebody that is in their early 20s that was military because they give you the respect of, ma'am, please, thank you. They hold the door open. <laughs> the way society used to be. And now it's like a lot of them, a lot of them come in and they're just like, they let the door shut in your face when you're right behind them. They're disrespectful. They throw their money at you across a counter. Mm. There's no please. There's no thank you. There's like absolute total disrespect with the kids nowadays. And I do believe in the volunteer service and stuff like that. But if you went the extra mile, would our country start being a lot better where there's actually something for these kids to look forward to, well, to to actually feel better about themselves. And we're not just talking military here. Okay. What about the job Corps or, you know, the peace Corps or something that 
you National do National Guard. Ma- well, National Guard's military, but yeah, uh, but it's different. Yeah, it's different. Uh, but what about programs for your community? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to do so many hours and stuff for your community. I think that would be amazing. So, I think that's like what that. is what it is. Is you you got to have some pride and attachment to your country. Yeah. And I think a lot of these kids now don't have any attachment to their country. They don't. I don't think no they, pride in it. They have no, they don't even care. They, they care about nothing. Most of the time they care. The only thing they care about is themselves. And they need to be able to care about more than just themselves. Care about where you live. Care about, you know, the town you live in. Have respect for your parents. Have respect for people around you. And, and we wouldn't have like in Seattle and Portland, I think it was Portland, where they have a statue of fucking Lenin in their square. Really? And that ideology would be wiped out because of what they're getting in these fucking schools. You got to be proud of where you're from. That's what I think. Well, they say that one of the pros for mandatory national service would foster unity and bring people from diverse backgrounds together. And that's what it's all about. That's all they're talking about now, right? Oh, we got to diversify. Well, if you look at the military, they don't give a shit who's next to you in a foxhole. Nope. They don't care what color you are. Color means nothing in the military. That brings them together. As a team, as brothers, as sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to care if I got a black guy next to me. I'm not going to care if I got a freaking Asian next to me. There's fucking bullets flying over my head. It does. It brings unity to the table. And that's a big pro if you ask me. And then one of the cons is they claim that national service doesn't need to be made mandatory because the volunteering system is booming, which is, I think, is false. The the volunteer system ain't booming right now. It ain't. Hell, you can't even get them off the couch. Well, and it's like, I remember back, what was it, eight years ago when our daughter graduated high school. Eight years ago. And there was numerous kids from her graduating class that were going into the military. She knew personally of at least a dozen people Mm. personally. There were more than that, but she knew personally 12 people that were going. The graduating class that just graduated last weekend. Maybe one, two. That's sad. And you know what? Another thing is uh, right here. Cody says prospecting for a true old school 1% nation straighten my stupid ass up real quick. The old time, the old timers would (laughs) a lot of the old Vietnam guys will beat your ass. (laughs) They would, but you know, they did it out of love and uh, straighten your ass up. But maybe that's the same boot in the ass that everybody else needs going into the military. Do you think that's a you think there's a con to it where they said the volunteer service is better? There there really ain't that many volunteer services that give really you aren't. that's gonna give you the discipline that you need. And I think right now as a nation, we need more discipline for these kids. Either that or send these kids to scared straight programs. <laughs> Hell, they don't even get scared straight. 
No, I'm a lot of them actually laugh in people's faces. They ain't afraid. And that's evident when you see these people in schools on the TV cameras beating the shit out of their teachers. I think that's the problem nowadays is these kids aren't afraid. They act like they're not afraid of anything. Maybe somebody needs to give them something to be afraid of. The problem is we let them sit and watch TV, play video games. So I don't know how the hell they're going to say, hey, service is going to help. For the, well, volunteer service. Got to get them off the couch first. Got to get them off that couch. Justin, and you trust the government to teach them respect. You know what? 1,000% send them the, the, the Marine Corps, Army, Navy. I mean, your brother, Air Force. your brother was a Marine. Yeah, my brother, man, he's strict as fuck, man. And I was like, <laughs> dude, man, you were in there in the 1980s, man. Chill your ass. It's not the government. It's the military that I would trust to teach discipline. Yeah, we're You not, go up to a U.S. Marine and see if they're not disciplined. Yeah, we're not saying we're trusting Biden. Yeah, we're not talking about Biden or these politicians. I'm talking about, and I'm not even talking about, you know, the generals and shit. No, I'm talking about freaking send them in there with the sergeants and shit. Hell yeah. See what happens. Open up a can of whoop ass. Hell yeah, man. Uh, boom. Done. <laughs> What's another pro? Make them do push-ups so they fucking puke. Performing national service would help young people mature and serve as a bridge to adulthood. You know what? 18 used to be mature for our generation. But now it's not even 30. You know what I'm talking? No. What? At 18 years old, we thought right. We knew responsibility. Well, yeah, most people, when we got out of high school, one of the first things people did was they either went to college, went to the military, or went and got a job. We didn't sit at home. No, we didn't. We got out. We wanted to be gone. We wanted to not be in the house because our whole goal after graduating high school is being able to have enough money to move out of our parents' house. Morbick, uh, his service was from 1996 to 2006, 10 years. 10 years. Let's take Mike Ball, for example. Well, he can't do nothing. He's how many kids, how many, ki how many kids his age actually think like him? Yeah. And I, and I'm not going to lie. We have conversations about Mike a lot and that's my fault. I talk about him a lot. Um, saying how at his age, how he is so respectful and the way he thinks, he thinks like somebody our age. And that's from parenting in it, if you ask me. And I think it's the way he was raised and the what he did, you know, in his life to become a better person. And I know I make fun of Amish all the time, but the same way. They got morality. Yeah. And they think with their heads. But now you can't get a 27-year-old to think correctly. 27 no anyone anyone between when it was the ages 18 of, us anyone between the ages of 18 to 28 i'll think i think 18 to the mid 30s maybe even they don't even have any common sense anymore there's a select few but you don't see them often and you just sit down at a dinner at a table 
And you can see that. That, hey, they had no discipline when they were younger. They didn't get their ass kicked. Maybe that's why everybody draws for guns, because maybe they're afraid to get hit in the mouth. Not wanting to accept responsibility, so they'd rather just pull a fucking gun out. Yeah. See that all the time on the south side of Chicago. Hell, we see that everywhere. Would you ever thought that we would have got caught on video camera in school beating the shit out of a teacher? That would never, I mean, that never happened when we were in school. Hell, even in school, people wouldn't beat the shit out of other students while they were in school. It always happened outside of school, like at a park. Mm Mm-hmm. When when they fought, there was only one incident when I went to high school that actually happened in the parking lot at high school. Everything else was always taken away from the school. When there were fights, mm-hmm. never happened in school. What about hard work? What about at a oh. you're 16 years old, get your ass off the couch, go to work. I was 15. I had to get a work permit mm-hmm. to go work at Rita Marone's. But hey, I was told get my ass out there, and it was three fifty an hour. I got paid. Yeah, my first job was four fifty an hour. <laughs> but it taught me something. I was if I didn't get to learn from uh, uh, emo and uh, Marone, I'd have been fucked. I'd have been a jackass on the street. But they taught me work. They taught me how to live life. I guess. And do it the right way. But now you got kids that don't want to do that. Me, I had to pay for my first car. I had a 1985 Ford Ranger. I had to pay for that myself. Boy, you felt like shit when you crashed it, huh? Oh, my God. I wrapped that motherfucker around a pole. But uh, it made me feel good to be able to work and get it on my own. Where now... You have parents giving Mercedes over to their kids. Mm -hmm. Well, and then they give them debit cards attached to the parents' accounts so that the kids can just get use money whenever they want. And you know what? The one thing that I heard from you was when you had that one kid come up and he didn't know how to count change. Yeah, he dumped out a bag of coins to pay for his thing, and he had no clue how to count money because they're used to handing a debit card over yeah so we're actually taken away from kids mm-hmm. the kids not aren't learning the basics anymore because it's all about they can't count money if they can't count money how are you going to work in a job you're going to base it all on your computer system to give back change what if you hit the wrong button you're going to have to get out a calculator to know how to give back what the proper amount of change mm-hmm. i mean that's how stupid a lot of well, they don't and even, I hate to say it. That's how stupid a lot of these kids are. They don't even know how to read cursive. No, because they stopped teaching it. They did. When our son was in uh, elementary school, he's going to be 20 in two months. And he can't read cursive. He can't read it and can't write it all. He can write in cursive as his name because they stopped teaching it when he was in elementary school. I tried teaching it to him, but he didn't have the patience, and that made me not have patience. (laughs) So Mike, you know, he had a good upbringing, but a lot of kids don't. 
So that's why I think national service would be a good thing because let's, let's face it. A lot of people are one, uh, one parent household now. Yeah. A good amount of them. And they got to work to survive. Yeah. So if you, you know, if they couldn't get that discipline at that time, you sure to hell can get it moving forward. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not just talking military here. No, there's other things that they can do. Teach them responsibility, you know, and I think that's a lot of things with the parents working so much. These kids aren't even learning responsibility. All they're learning is basically they feel they can do whatever they want when they want. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. You know, how hard is it to go do some volunteer work at a senior living facility? No, we're in one of them countries that just put our old people in the corner and hope, uh, you know, nothing comes of it. I mean, there's, which is sad, you know, there's nothing wrong with going in and visiting seniors and, you know, maybe there's a lot of them there that don't get visitors. Read them a book. Mm hmm. I know our daughter sat with one lady and she, that lady lived to over a hundred and she got to hear the history. From she her. got to hear a lot of history from her. And, uh, the one thing that they did every day was cause her vision wasn't good. I mean, she's over a hundred and our daughter would, they started in Genesis and she would read passages from the Bible to her on a daily basis. And that lady looked forward to that every day. You know, one, there's two types of people I like sitting down and learning from. Graybeards. Oh, Graybeard. What are you <laughs> trying to talk like, you know, anyway. You, you're a graybeard. <laughs> I'm not a graybeard. Well, your uh, beard's gray. No matter. <laughs> I like talking to the Vietnam generation. Oh, yeah. I love sitting and talking to them. I can like just sit there and for hours. Now, who was the guy that you were talking to the one time at the campground right up the road from here? He was a Vietnam vet. At the, and you said you heard some really cool stories. Yeah, he was a Vietnam vet. He was in the Marine Corps. And he was just telling me how it was to be over there. He, you know, how hot it was, how rainy it was. The He just got into everything. And did I even talk? I just sat there and shut up. Cause he got me that entrenched, but then he also talked about how he came home, how society was at that time. And that was just an amazing experience to me. Now that generation's a lot different than ours. And then the ones after us, mm -hmm. I truly believe the problems in this country started in his generation during the sixties. That's where everybody, the shit, you had a Hillary Clinton come out of that air. Bill Clinton came out of that air. And all these liberal bullshit policies came out of that air. That's where culture started changing to me. And the other persons I like sitting with and talking is those that are like from 80 to 100 years old. You know, my grandmother was a, you've seen all the times I just sit there and listen to all the stories of Chicago yeah. and everybody she knew. You got to sit there and listen to learn. Yeah. And things is a lot different than they are now. Yeah. 
Well, I'm seeing a lot of comments that in the chat, people are saying how cell phones screwed up kids' lives. I'm going to give an example of that. Okay. I'm going to give an example. A Michigan seventh grader who took control of a school bus after the driver passed out was the only passenger not distracted by his cell phone. (laughs) A video went viral last month of Dylan Reeves, a student at a middle school in Michigan, And he was seen saving more than 60 kids after he took over the steering wheel from the bus driver who had become unconscious. And here's why. His parents never gave him a cell phone. So while all the other kids were either listening to music on their phone, you know, playing on their phones, whatever, he was sitting there looking out the window because he didn't have a phone to distract him. And since he didn't, have the phone. He saved all these people's lives because he stopped the bus from crashing. That's awesome. JB so, JB has a, a, a great question here. Read it up. Uh, okay, but how do we fix it now? Going in the past is nice, but that doesn't fix now. How do you fix it And I it think now? that's the question of the century. How are we going to fix something like this? Because we basically turned our younger kids over to electronics electronics and Marxist and communist teachers. How are we going to fix this? We already know mandatory national service is never going to happen. No. Because there's too many crybabies out there that's going to stop it. So don't you think it has to come down to the parents? But the problem with that is it's like a cycle. Right now, Generation Z is the stupidest generation. I thought millennials were bad. Huh. So you got these people growing up having their kids and they're going to keep passing them beliefs down. It's a cycle. It's vicious. How are we going to break that? It's a very good question. And I honestly, it's it's not an easy one to answer. It's really not. I mean, the biggest mistake is, is we let our kids, everybody's letting their kids take control of the parents. It's like the kids are in charge and the parents aren't. Mm-hmm. And that needs to go back to the way it was. Parents need to be. Yeah, but how do we break the cycle? Whoop their ass. But the problem is now the Generation Z, they were raised with the uh, facts that, oh, if you hit me, that's abuse. I'd call the cops. Call the cops. I'll whoop your ass right in front of the cops. But that's the way we're thinking. How do we get them out of that mindset where, hey, you got to discipline your kids? That's where it's going to be hard to break. That I think cycle. the problem why it's hard to break the cycle is because the parents, a lot of parents are afraid of their kids now. Oh, did you hit that one? Parents are afraid of their kids because their kids just get up in their face. They mouth off. And since the parents never whoop their ass from the get, these kids think they can get away with everything. Mm hmm. And parents just basically throw their hands up and walk away. And I, and you can tell, you can see it when parents are out in public with their kids, you can see 
it. You can literally see how the kids act towards the parents and the parents are all, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. And it's like, no, tell them to sit the F down and smack the shit out of them in public. Who the hell cares? Oh, get it on video. Did you not just see what my kids said? No. One thing I do wish that would come back and it happened during World War II was the fact if you committed any crime, you had two choices. You to go to prison or you to go to the military. Mm-hmm. Now, what about something like that for these younger ones? They go out there and they commit some kind of crime, some petty crime. Okay, no, we're not going to give you another chance. You either go to jail or you're going to uh, the military. And road rage is right. Tell the kids, go ahead and call the cops. It's going to take them 30 minutes minimum to get here. And I'm going to and I'm going to go to jail, but I'm going with my money worth on your ass. (laughs) That's right, because it ain't an emergency. So they're going to take their time coming to you if they call the cops on you. Well, look what my 30 minutes to kick their ass. You want to you want to hear a funny story here? Listen to what my mom did. Okay, listen to what my mom did. I wasn't here during this. Listen to what my mom did. Go ahead. So uh, our son, he was little. It was, what, five, six years old. And we were both at work, so she was watching our son. Okay? And he was sitting there, and he was goofing around, and she he obviously stepped out of line and did something wrong. So she's yelling at him. And she he goes, well, I'm going to call the cops. Cause you're yelling at me and you're threatening to beat me, you know, whoop my ass. So our son picks the phone up and calls the cops and then she grabs the phone and hangs it up. So of course, 911 calls back and she answers and says, well, that was my grandson. And he, they're like, do you want us to send someone? She goes, you know what? Yeah. Send someone over, send over a cop. Before the cop get there, I got there. I can't remember if you were there or not. No, I I wasn't there. But I showed up because I was finished at work. And I was like, what the hell happened? My son is bawling. The boogers, the drool, the (laughs) freaking out the whole nine yards. And I'm like, what did you do? Grandma's got a cop coming over because she was going to whoop my ass. So I called the cops. and I'm like, why are you calling the cops? Stupid. And next thing I know, the cop walks in and goes face to face with my son, (laughs) got down to his level, like eye to eye with my son and is saying, why'd you call the cops on your grandma? uh, She was going to beat my ass because I did something wrong, which I to this day don't remember what it was. And the cop goes, just so you know. Your grandma has every right to beat your ass as long as it's an open hand. (laughs) If you need to be disciplined, she can do it. And I think more people should take that approach when kids say, I'm going to call the cops. But I like, uh, what was it? I think it was Morbick or somebody else said, uh, you know, it'd take them uh, 20 to 30 minutes to get there. So I'm going to get my, I'm going to get your ass. Somebody's <laughs> getting hurt before the cops arrive. Cause it could take them almost an hour. Cause it ain't an emergency. Just fucking whoop their ass. Cause if you're going to jail, you're going to jail after you whoop their ass. <laughs> but at the same point, how do we get that to the generation Z's head that that's what you got to do? 
Or do these kids actually believe there's no problem? I think the kids nowadays don't think they're causing problems, that they're always right. And that's the problem. Very well fucking said. These kids always think, they all think now that they're doing nothing wrong. And why? Because they're not getting disciplined or corrected when they screw up. And when they do get corrected, they scream about it. They scream about it and say that whoever's correcting them is wrong and they're right. And Well, that's just like Amazon right now. All these employees are threatening a walk-off on their lunch break, by the way, just a lunch break, because they're told that they have to spend three days in the office. Not this work-from-home shit anymore. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it is where you think you're entitled to tell your employer what you're going to do. I would have been told to go get fucked. But the employers, they bend to them. That's not helping. That's letting employees that you're paying take care control of you. But that's the kind of mindset they now have. Yeah. Well, and that's why a lot of kids go through it. Like a lot of the younger generation go through a lot of jobs because they don't like what their boss tells them. So guess what they do? They quit. They freaking quit. Why? Because you were corrected in something you did wrong by your boss. Or you feel like you couldn't, you don't have to be a worker bee. I hear that all the time from these younger ones. I don't want to be a worker bee. I don't want to be a worker bee. Why? Because you think your parents are going to hand it to you all the rest of your life? That's not always true. Because you sure ain't the queen bee. You don't got the money to run your own shit or the freaking knowledge. Nope. Nope. I think parents need to stand up and do what's right. I think teachers need to stand up and correct themselves and they need to do what's right. I mean, make it like it's all Catholic schools. Get your ass whooped in school. They don't even do that at Catholic schools anymore. Don't even do that. But they're, you know, the title of the, the segment was mandatory national service. What was the other two pros to it? Mike asked an interesting question. What? (laughs) He goes, <laughs> well, hey, China, Dow, what would you done if your son told the cops to go pound sand? He wouldn't have. <laughs> he knows better. <laughs> our son never, even though, you know, like Hollywood's not a big fan of cops, our son would never disrespect a cop. Damn, because like he's a man of a, because he's considered a person of authority. Our son is very respectful, so... And whose fault was that? What? That, you know, you would always, uh... (laughs) Bitch, scream, yell at me when I told them shit. When you told who shit? My kids that are cops are a bunch of fucking punks and all that shit. And I told them that they need to respect them. Who was it? (laughs) Me. (laughs) What? Our kids only had to get spanked one time, and I think each one of them after that, I smacked them in the mouth one time because they said something they shouldn't have said. And since then, uh, they've never, they've never gotten their ass. They've never had to get their ass whooped because they knew. Uh huh. It was a look. <laughs> well, I know no JB. He says no one does that anymore, but they should. I said, yeah, I know. Nobody does it anymore, but you should whoop your kid's ass. Somebody should slap you in the mouth for some of the shit you taught them. 
I only got my ass beat one time and I moved out of my parents' house two days later. <laughs> I was 19. Should have slapped you in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I got the threats. My dad had a look. He well, what's the, the other let's the what's the other two pros? What's the other two pros that we have for this one to finish her off? Um well, there were only three. Well, the, you did one. I did two. Okay, what's the last one? Um, compulsory service would save the government money and provide benefits to all citizens. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about on that it one. It says national service programs are proven cost-effective method to address critical need or a critical need in the country. I have to ask ourselves, I don't believe it. is this a Western problem, a United States problem? Because if you go to these other countries, they don't seem to have problem with discipline with the kids. Nope. It just seems to be in the U.S. Or Western countries that let these teachers preach bullshit. Now, I'm not a China fan here, <laughs> but the government, and it's bad the government had to do it. That's what sucks told parents they're not allowed to have more than four hours a week on electronics as far as the kids are concerned well and i do know a lot of parents nowadays that actually give their kids time limits for being on their yeah but do they enforce it some of them that i know they do they give them like an hour screen time the only exception they give is when they're doing homework but when they do homework they make them do it in the same room as the parents so then they can make sure that they are doing homework and they're not screwing around. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot to be said for keeping your, you know, computer in a public common area in the house. Where so what you're, you're what you're saying is that Ted Kaczynski was right. The Unabomber. What the hell did he say? He said technology would destroy us. And it's doing that. So he was correct. Yeah. Probably the only thing he said that was right. Dumbass. The only reason why he was doing the Unibombs was targeting the people in the technology sector. So he was correct when he said technology is going to be the ruin of us. Because nobody knows how to act anymore. Hell, you got people breaking up on freaking text messages now. Yeah, because they're too afraid to confront them in person. I'm sorry. We're going to have to break up. What the fuck is that? She broke up with me on her tax. And now AI's coming out? Come on. Dude, I am not a fan of that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that means dirty knobs. You only get three hours of Pornhub a day. That's it. TV. <laughs> you know what? TV in the 80s didn't start it. It was, you know, I would have to say the mid-90s when the first kiss of the gays on NYPD blew. Yeah. Well, and then you got Roseanne coming out. Because if you ever see an cussing. 80s TV series or an 80s movie, you'll be like, fuck, man. I wish I had YouTube back then. Alien's going to rape us all in the poop. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go over to the members only section. Make sure if you're not a member, you go over and join on uh, YouTube or on uh, our locals community or Spotify we appreciate all the support after a thousand episodes. It's going to get jiggy with it on the first segment. I can already tell the videos that are going to be coming out on that one and replies. Fuck Hollywood. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
I'll see your members over there in a couple minutes. Bill is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content Monday through Friday at 9.20 a.m. Central Standard Time. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Join our Motorcycle Madhouse Locals community and get weekly articles by Hollywood and get involved in the conversation. Punch in MotorcycleMadhouse.Locals.com and become a part of the community now. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rock and metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com. And bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio. I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.